You are listening to Lesbians on Screen, a podcast that looks at lesbian and queer women on big and small screens. This season, we are delving into the global phenomenon of Juliantina. I'm Sheena. My pronouns are she, her. Hi, everyone. Excited to be here. Monica McCowan. My pronouns are she, her as well. And I am a lesbic author and Juliantina superfan and aficionado, I guess, which is why I was invited to be on this podcast. But uh, extremely excited to, to get to relive one of my favorite fandoms that I've ever been a part of. Previously, we had started looking at the deleted scenes and we've done most of them. We're about to do the final two, which is deleted chapter 86 and then in brackets two and deleted chapter 86 and in brackets three. Previously, we looked at the extended sex scene. We looked at the extended dress shopping scene and the extended dancing scene. So some more intimate moments with them that actually just extended and gave us more of an insight into the way Jules was feeling because we got to see through the main show a lot of how Val was feeling, but the extended scenes really gave us an insight into what Jules was feeling. And now we start with the scene in which Valentina is on the talk show, basically coming out to the world. Some of this appeared in the main cut of it, but the scene afterwards where Jules goes to the studio was not. So that's what we're watching now. Yeah. And I mean, that's a, a huge, huge difference for it to not be included versus it be included because in the show that people watched originally she kind of professes this and then we don't see she and Juliana together until the montage at the end where they're bidding you know Guille and Renata goodbye as they go off and then we get to you know see them two years later in the time jump but this is a really I think it's one of those you know I'm fine with them cutting a lot of the extended scenes they did and I've been trying to say you know would I want this or not want this to be included in each of these scenes that we've been watching but I absolutely think that it was a huge miss that this scene was not included and I think that maybe they realized that and that's why this scene was included in other versions that aired later in different countries oh I think maybe you're right actually Mm -hmm. that hadn't occurred to me but yes because it it sort of bridges the story a little bit better for them instead of just suddenly okay she professes her love and then there's nothing now there's a family meeting what's going on yeah it's again I think they didn't know when they were making this show what the reception to Juliantina was going to be. And, you know, the a ship name didn't even exist. They were just one of the couples featured in this show, which is a very big ensemble cast. But I still think it's just strange because they've put that much thought and that much care into every facet of this show for 87 episodes and they have this scene and they don't use it. We we talk so much about so many things, so it's easy to get nitpicky about the little things because that's kind of what we're here to do, dissect the minutiae. But I really, yeah, I think not including this in the Mexican version was just such a misstep. And I, quite frankly, I can't understand why they did it just from a storytelling perspective. 
you know, it smacks for me of one of those decisions where you're in the cutting room, you're doing the edit, shoot, uh, we got to cut out another minute of footage because we we just don't have enough space for ads. What are we going to cut? Maybe this one, because she's already professed her love. It's It smacks of that kind of thing. Just from an editing point of view, I've been there. You sometimes have to make these really tough choices. And at the end of the day, that's what God cuts. I don't think it was a... a purposeful like oh no you know let's not show more of them I think it was just literally like we need more ad space right oh yeah I fully agree with that again because of that sentiment that they did take so much care with the relationship throughout the totality of the show yeah it was just kind of an oversight to leave it out but I yeah it just it surprises me that there are other scenes that I think were even other Juliantina scenes in this episode that it aired in that I think you could have cut out before not including this one. I think you're probably right. And in fact, even this scene, they actually cut it down if you go blow by blow of what she's saying. Onward. So we're seeing the television from Jules's point of view. She's sitting on the couch and you can actually see. So it's, a, it's one of these funny moments where they're, showing you the shots of Valentina inside the TV, but like there's a wall around it and it's that kind of surreal thing that we filmmakers love to do because, you know, then it's messing with like our reality is this is on TV, but on TV, on TV, right? So the talk show is a chick named Victoria. She's saying to Val, so you're coming out to the world. And we start this scene with a shot of Lupe and Jules on the couch and Val is saying on TV, but we're not even together because of problems of our own. We're in the situation because of other people's problems. And Jules cannot believe it. She's got like her hands over her mouth. She just looks completely stunned. Yeah, I love it. Val's throwing so much shade. So Val is saying from society, our family, including our friends who turned their back on us. And she is, she's just throwing a lot of shade out there. And it's it's not true it's not false though it's entirely true yeah this is what you could call like a little bit of a preachy moment where instead of things happening organically it's just kind of this word vomit for lack of a better phrase of hey in case you didn't pick up on all the themes of the show and their relationship this is everything that you're missing that people are keeping them apart and I think this is, there is still a place for this though, because even though it seems a little bit overt, I think maybe for the queer viewer, for the host Victoria, she's talking about, you know, but it's, it's the 21st century in Mexico and we're a very modern society. So how can these still be problems kind of leading her, you know, obviously she knows Valentina's here for a reason. But yeah, it's it's very much this moment where it's all coming together and they're kind of talking directly to people saying, you know, how silly is this if you still kind of hold these beliefs? So Val is saying that she thinks that people often don't realize that their hypocritical beliefs and so on actually is hurting their loved ones. We talked about this when we watched the original scene, but... If this is a romance novel, this is the big 
kind of moment, the public gesture, it hits all of the notes. They were in a bad situation before. They hadn't talked to one another. Things were kind of unclear. Something happens that propels things forward, which in this case is Renata telling, you know, Valentina that they're going to use the relationship against her. And then Valentina being like, okay, cool. Let's buck up. Let's go on national television because I'm very wealthy and very known and I can get a slot on the morning show. They're definitely going to bump whoever was planning on being there. And I'm just going to go on national TV and I'm going to talk about this. Like, it's, it's perfect. And not only is she going to talk about it, she's going to declare her love for Jules on live TV. She says, I hope Juliana's watching and I want her to know that I'm not willing to give up my relationship to please anyone, our relationship. So she's... And Jules is just... Gobsmacked. Gobsmacked is the word. Yeah. And But it's also, it plays as this very nice moment between Lupe and Juliana, too. And, you know, everybody is so in character at this point. I love it. That's one of the things that I feel like is really, really consistent. They do a great job with the characterization. So Juliana's, like, kind of embarrassed but can't tear herself away from watching and she's kind of shocked by what she's seeing because I don't think she ever really thought somebody would do something like that for her and now that Lupe has done her full 180 which was not without challenges it took you know half the show for her to get there so it doesn't feel inauthentic when she gets excited for Juliana here And they're back to getting to have these really nice mother-daughter moments where she is supportive of her. So it's all, yeah, it's, it's very cute watching the two of them watch this scene because even though it's about Juliana and Valentina's relationship, it also showcases how far Juliana and Lupe have come. I think that sums it up really beautifully. And so when val declares her love and jules is sitting there gobsmacked and lupe is sitting there she just lupe just says to to jules go and jules is like what do you mean go so lupe's like go i mean it is like a, i don't know if everybody knows where television shows film or how to get to them there if, if we really want to get in the nitty-gritty on potential plot holes but that's not what we're here for. We got the big moment and, you know, now she's going to get her girl. But before she goes, because Jules does say, to be fair, Jules does say, but she doesn't even know where. So then Lupe's like, but wait, you're not going like that. My daughter is the most beautiful woman right. I'm and suggesting. I think this is... And so now there's going to be a makeover before she goes. Again, don't like conceptually love the idea of that. But it's not about like, feminizing her it's about putting her in something nice to to look and feel nice as she goes to meet valentina so i totally get that but yeah again it's just a really sweet thing that they do together and it's lupe wanting juliana to feel good and be excited to go do this thing and that's you know how she supports her also you need to remember that fashion is a big thing for jules Mm -hmm. and so I don't know if it's necessarily about, you know, feminizing her more like 
making her feel good about herself at this very big moment in her life because her mother knows her well. Yeah. Yeah, it was just something for them to share. Okay, so now we cut to the outside of the building where the show's being filmed with the audio going over it and Jules um, is, I assume, being made over while Val is finishing up the show. And Val says, hey, it was incredible. Thanks so much, seriously. And she's shaking everybody's hand. And I can just tell you from a technical point of view, this is not actually how morning shows work, but uh, this makes my heart so happy. So now Val comes out and there's like paparazzi because apparently there's just a whole lot of like paparazzi hanging out at the studio and they've got microphones and cameras pointed at her face and they're saying, Miss Carvajal, can you give us a few words for the LGBT community? And Val looks a little like, um, oh, I, what am I supposed to say here? Right, because there's a difference between telling your own truth and being the spokesperson for any bigger group and I think that that's something that you know almost everybody who's in a marginalized group kind of experiences at one point especially if the general public around you doesn't know a lot of people in your group you're only trying to speak for you and your experience but people kind of extrapolate that to you being the voice of this group because other people don't really know people in the group. Val is standing in front of all these cameras and Jules is walking in and it's that heart-stopping moment in a rom-com where they finally, finally get together. And it's beautiful. Val looks over and sees her and they smile at each other and they both look slightly unsure exactly what to do, but a little bit nervous, but excited. Well, because also there's cameras all around them, cameras and paparazzi. And, you know, there's a difference between saying something on TV and then letting people kind of into your relationship in a way and let people see, you know, this is a very, this is a conversation they needed to have. And now they're having it basically in front of the world. It's true. As Jules comes closer, she says to Val, did you mean everything you said Val says well I forgot to mention that I can't imagine my life without you uh, which is so cute and mantic I'm sure she had a lot going on so no one's gonna fault her for that because she did come out to the entire world I love this and I think that it's a very important thing that the show did and by the end, Juliana was a little bit more in the camp of, I don't care what anybody says about us. I'm sick of hiding and running. But again, like, the, this is such a big jump from them being in a secret relationship and almost everybody that's known about them being not positive about it, the exception of a few people, for her to go into a place filled with cameras and then kind of be okay that they're having this conversation. So I understand that this is what needed to happen for like the the scene, but I still I think it's a little a little further than Juliana's character would have gotten at this point in time. I do see what you're saying, but also when the love of your life is finally declared to the world that she's in love with you, and your last obstacle, which was your crazy father, is out of the way. Would you not want to just run up to her and be with her no matter where she was? 
again, I don't, it's within the realm of plausibility, but I still think that it's a lot. And I also think that that's me bringing my own stuff into it. Like I'm not one for the big public displays much prefer like quiet heartfelt proclamation kind of deals in my books with just both of the characters so yeah that's again within the realm of possibility that this could happen but when I look at it I think like eh, is there a way that I would have liked this a little bit more but I think because of the secrecy of their relationship and both of them kind of being in different places emotionally this gets it all out in the open they're declaring their love for one another publicly I you know I see that this is a vehicle serving a very important purpose okay then somebody asks what can you tell us about your relationship and they both kind of giggle and look somewhat embarrassed Val says the only thing I can say is that it's the most beautiful relationship I've had in my entire life yeah, they kind of look like kids, especially Juliana. They look very young, very in love. It's it's a very sweet scene. And then they walk away with the camera sort of trailing behind them. And Val takes Jules's hand and gives it a kiss. And it's just so cute. And I'm completely thrilled about that scene. Yeah. It gave me my rom-com moment. It should have been in the first airing of the show. It should have. Like, I think that they, to what I said before, even if it was a different Juliantina scene, I absolutely think that this should have been canon in the first one. And I don't understand why it wasn't. I think almost any other scene during that show could have been cut to make room for it. I completely agree with that. All right. So now we're dealing with deleted chapter 86 in brackets three. So this is just an extended scene. It's not, there isn't that much extra, but there is one or two lines of dialogue extra to the original scene, which is right at the end. It's two years later. They're at Juliana's fashion show. So she's messing with the outfits on the, the girls and saying, you know, this needs to be straight. Be careful that it doesn't move while you're walking. Val's in the background getting makeup put on. They finish up and they walk towards each other and then they kind of you know, come together. Yeah, and know. we talked about it in the the original scene we watched that was included. But yeah, I, especially considering that the last deleted scene wasn't included with them in the hallway, having their kind of moment where it's like, oh, they are a couple, they've chosen one another, would have loved if there was a kiss here. It's a very sweet, very tender and loving moment. It's obvious they're a couple, that they're still in love after two years. They're eye-flirting the crap out of each other. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't know if they were like, you're not going to do this, like, to the actors, and the actors were like, well, we're going to make this look as overt as we possibly can, or if that's just how they looked at each other by the end of it, you know, because that's how they thought the characters would play it. But yeah, it just as the viewer, you're waiting for that kiss because of how into each other they look. So you feel like you're missing out on things, even if the, the script was never written for there to be a kiss there. That's what subtext is. You everything about this screams they should kiss. I want to interject, though, that the kiss in the pool wasn't supposed to be a kiss. It wasn't scripted to be a kiss. But they pushed it anyway and did a kiss. Much to the 
dismay of the the production team. They were just like, no, well, we're going to do this anyway. And they did. And then they, the production team took a look at it and decided, okay, cool, we're going to actually keep it in. So, mm, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if it's, whether or not it's scripted, it should have, even if it was a pick at this point, I would have been happier. So, Yeah, and I mean, there was probably, honestly, contract stuff, but like the number of times, how it's framed, because there were many more opportunities when they could have kissed. And if anybody's watched the whole show and you want to do a rundown of Huli and Tina kisses versus other couple kisses, we would be more than open to having that data. Absolutely. Watch the whole thing because there are a couple of lines extra and they've cut it slightly differently to the original one. So if you watch them next to each other, you can actually see that. Not that I'm a nerd that did that. I did. And it's very sweet. It's a sweet moment. But I don't think we need to run into every bit of dialogue basically Jules is proud of her show she's proud of her girlfriend Val is incredibly proud of the fact that her girlfriend is now a designer everybody's just happy everybody's proud very proud yes and Lupe has looks very happy that she now has a very uh, sweet daughter-in-law yeah and uh, and I think it's easy when you get caught up in Huli and Tina as a storyline to forget that for as much as this show is about their romantic relationship, it's also about Juliana's relationship with her mom. And it is. Yeah. So, you know, they kind of, they took the care to really wrap that up, you know, with how she and her mom ended up together. And then her mom's obviously in this scene because they're, relationship is a, a cornerstone to Juliana's story arc. And right at the end of this scene that was cut, both Jules on the one side, Val on the other side, Lupe sandwiched in the middle, get and she gets kisses on the cheeks from both of them. And that is how the series ends. Which I think should have been included. I agree with that, because it was a nice yeah. wrap-up of that relationship. And all of their relationships, because Lupe was really, really mean. To Valentina. Horrible. It's easy to forget that because it was, you know, a while ago at this point that we were talking about it. But, I mean, she was kind of a monster to everybody. To Juliana, to Valentina, to Panchito. Absolutely. And to see that relationship looking more solid is really nice. I don't think Jules and Val could have had a long-term relationship if Lupe was still headbutting with Val. Yeah, well, I think the only way that could have happened is if Juliana extricated and kind of estranged herself from her mother. And if that happened, I think it would have put too much pressure on a young relationship. Whether fair or not, the dynamic changes. Like if you follow someone across the country and don't have any friends where you move, or if you know, you leave your family to be with them. It magnifies the relationship in a way that it necessarily wouldn't have been otherwise. So, you know, you you never know what the other way is if one way happens. But I, I fully agree with, with your point that it probably wouldn't have worked if she and Lupe couldn't have found a way past it. Okay, so we've run out of time to talk about anything else because we had lots of feelings. So let's call it a day on that episode. 
next episode, we will look at unanswered questions. What did Ava do? Then we look at some overriding themes and some other kind of questions. Monica, I shall see you next week. Thank you for joining me. Thank you. You're listening to Lesbians on Screen. I'm Sheena and I'm joined today by author Monica McKellen. Monica, can you tell listeners where they can find you online? Very socially active online. Uh, just depends on what channel. Uh, so Twitter is my jam. If you want to communicate with me and have the best probability that I will communicate back. So it's at Monica McCallan, and that's on Twitter. I do have a Facebook fan page and I have a website, www.monicamccallan.com. But for sure, if you're looking to hang out and engage and chat about stuff, Twitter is where you can find me. Thank you for listening to Lesbians on Screen, a podcast that delves into the world of queer women on big and small screens. Join us next week as we continue discussing the global phenomenon that is Julian Tina. If you love this podcast, then rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts and help other fans find us.